Hello, everyone. The bar is open, and I'm Jack. And I'm Daiquiri. Welcome back to the Jack and Daiquiri Show. Um, listen, we tried really hard to be on time last week, girls. We did. It wasn't our fault. We did the assignment. Technology yeah. sometimes hates black people, and mm-hmm. so we literally recorded especially black people, it, almost exclusively <laughs> black people. And so we sat up here and recorded the goddamn show, and like it was fine while we were recording. And then we were having tech issues. I really don't know how to explain that more than we just had stuff going on that was tech issue related. Um, And so the episode, although was recorded and quite a good conversation, um, it will not see the light of day, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) It's almost as though we didn't record it at goddamn all. Right. (laughs) Which, you know, I'll work on that in therapy, I'm sure. (laughs) I will. Fucking damn. It was deep. It was real deep, y'all. We, you know, you'll never know what we discussed. It'll be the hidden episode that never was, right? And to be honest, maybe that one was for the best. Because <laughs> I feel like maybe some things were said on that show that maybe both of us could have gotten canceled for. And that's okay that you guys will never know what the fuck we talked about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> do we just get right into shit, or I mean, you want to let everybody know how you're doing? Yeah, fuck it. I mean, so. I've had an interesting couple of days. Um, my niece's uh, birthday party was yesterday. She turned 12, which makes me feel oh, damn. ridiculously old. Yeah. Because um, she's like dressing like my mom now. Like she's like wearing sweaters. Like she looks like a fucking Target ad now. <laughs> but she's also wearing hoop earrings like a fucking like Puerto Rican girl. Like she like dresses like a, like a Boricua now. And she's, like, very intelligent, like, very smart and very fucking grown. And I'm just, like, I feel 83 years old when you speak to me now. Because you didn't seen her from day one to Literally, now. when she was born. And she used to spend a lot of time at our house. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, it's always interesting watching kids grow up. Because I'm, like, my nigga, like, you, I, you used to not have teeth. Right. <laughs> you used to not have teeth in your face. And now, like... She's in, like, the sixth grade or some shit. Wow. I was like, what are you talking about? But, listen, like, the shit going on in the Jones family, like, it's always... There's always something going on. It feels like every two weeks my family decides to act like a Medea family play or some shit like that. And so there's just stuff that people do, like my brother and my dad do, that I'm like, this seems idiotic to me <laughs> that you would be doing this. But one of the reasons why I live in an apartment now and not with my fucking parents is because I can't handle that shit no more. Oh, my yeah. nigga. I can't be around them all the goddamn time. It stresses me out really yeah. bad. Like to be in their space all the time and have to worry about like they're doing this, they're doing that. That Yeah, no, that I completely agree. I remember I went from moving out, like being on my own to moving back with my mom for a summer. Oh, oh no. really? You moved back? I moved back for a summer. I had an apartment. Lease was up, and I was like, dang, I need somewhere for like three weeks type deal before wow. school started back up. And I was like, all right. So I went back to my mom's, and those couple weeks, like, it wasn't terrible, but it was definitely like, why do I need to tell you when I'm coming back? <laughs> why do you need to know where I'm going? You know? Why are you asking me what I did all day? Like, I went to work, and then I came back home. Like, that's about yeah. the long and short of it. And, like, also, I feel like if I were to... It, I couldn't move back home right now. I'm, like, way too grown about it. Yeah, no. I couldn't do it. I could go stay the night. 
I could you stay know, the night. Yeah, like a little fun weekend thing, but and I'm not, no. I think next week my mom, so this year I want to learn how to make like two Thanksgiving dishes. So I told my mom, I was like, I want to learn how to make collard greens and I want to learn how to make dressing. The ancestors are going to be in your ear like a muffin. I just feel like they're going to, they they're going to steer you in the right direction. Gently place their hands upon my wrist and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more, my child. Right. <laughs> So going over there, I think next week. No, I'm going over there today to help her start like uh, cleaning the greens and everything else. She's like starting that. early. She likes starting early. She told me that she likes to cook all her stuff like a week or two weeks in advance, freeze everything to let the yeah. seasoning set in, yeah, and then thaw it out on Thanksgiving wow. or like the day before or whatever. So next week she was like, "Oh, you, you can, do you want to spend the night?" Over here on Wednesday, and I was like, I can spend the night. Yeah, I can stay over here for for twenty four hours. Yeah, not <laughs> even maximum. Right, you know, you gotta go in the morning. Anything beyond that, girl? Uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, just just sort of keeping an eye out for the Jones family and just making sure we don't all fucking lose our minds this week. But that's that's pretty much it for me, honestly. Yeah. So, um, for me. This past week was actually very um, productive. Good. For me, I would say um, work is, I'm at a very interesting part in my life with my job right now where I'm making, I'm having to make decisions that will make big impacts on my life, I would say. Mm. Um, Good. It could be good and or bad depending on how you look at it. Um, but that's good. Um, Shorty, she's good. Um, that whole thing is, you know, day by day type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But we're good. And then family wise, family's great. Um, my youngest brother's actually in town right now. He oh, came awesome. home from college. But this motherfucker got a car and he literally always comes home from college. And he goes to school like an hour from home. Gotcha. But he drives back just because like his girlfriend's here. And, okay. Like, he gets home. I think he's a homebody, I think. So he likes um, being So he home. likes being home. But he'll like come for the day or like come home at like three in the morning and be like, hey. And my mom's like, come on in. And it's like, all right. So what? might hang out with them today. Yeah, he just... He's not like he has friends at school. I think he just likes coming home. Like he likes that like security feeling. You were talking yeah. just talking about like Thanksgiving. Like I think for him, like our grandma passed away. Okay. You know, around not around this time last year, but in like December of last year. Okay. So like we're coming up on holidays and stuff. And, like this is gonna be the first holiday like in all of our lives that like oh. she's not there. Things like that. So like I think that could be a little bit of it too. Just because you know, like thinking of Thanksgiving, I hadn't even thought about it until you're talking about like learn how to do all this stuff. I can tell you right now, like we never did that with like my grandma, you know? So, um, I think it could be a little bit of that, but it's like things like that really, uh, put it into um, perspective for you hearing something like you wanted to learn how to do those things to keep it, keep like traditions and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I, I, cause I honestly, like me and shorty, we were talking the other week. She's like, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? And I was like, I guess we'll go to your dad's and then we'll go Mm. out to your mom's cause our parents are separated and I'm like, I then like my mom, like it's just her, gotcha. you know, like my mom could make a full meal, but like, I don't know if I get to see like my stepdad and like his side of the family. Right. Like, right. So it's like, all right, so how are we going to do it? Just because grandma would normally be like, there, oh so. my God. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We're not, it's not a sad thing. Like she was, she no, lived but, a very full 93 years, like, you know, but yeah, everything's good. You okay. know, 
It's going to be a good... We're coming into the holidays. We're getting that good... My shorty decorated the whole house in Christmas yesterday. Oh, I bet she did. I it is, bet she It did. is peppermint smelling in that motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was playing all the... I walk out, Nat King Cole is on the Christmas song. I'm like, God damn it. She's like, you don't want to help me with this? I was like, no. I want to have Thanksgiving and then do this. She was mad. She so had, you, you would have... I you, let her carry all the bins from the basement up the steps. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, no. I'm not doing it. I'm like, you want to do it, you do it. So you, like, you wanted to It's only to two do, flights of steps. It's not that bad. No, but like, you wanted to fully do Thanksgiving decorations? No, I just wanted to have my Thanksgiving plate. And literally that night after we leave the, the dinners, I'm fine with Christmas. With starting though. Christmas. But it is the 14th right now. That is correct. We haven't even got to Thanksgiving yet. We I have haven't not. even seen a Black Friday <laughs> ad yet. Okay? I'm cool with starting it a couple days before, maybe. I haven't no. I'm like, yo, let me have my turkey and right, my stuffing, right, and right. then we can do it. The radios are already playing Christmas music. They I'm are. like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I, I was like, you want to set it up? Set it up. Because it's always in her image. It ain't, it don't matter You're so funny. It don't matter what I, I picked out three ornaments at Target the other day oh for my myself. God. I got me a Harry Potter one because <laughs> I went to Universal this year. Right. I got me a Black Panther one. Because obviously, right? Duh. And then I got me a Spider-Man one because I like Spider-Man, right? So I was like, I'm going to throw these these little ornaments on there. I got them on there now trying to see how I like them. Got you. Because they were a little expensive for some ornaments. Target be getting motherfuckers. Target is high as fuck. But um, yeah, everything everything's good. We're just got Christmas in the house and... Holidays are coming. Holidays up now. are coming up, so I'm glad we're doing this podcast on a different day than we normally do. Yeah, because I've had the full week mm-hmm. to be like, all right, now we can come in here and tell y'all how the fuck we feel about some here shit. Here are our thoughts on all the bullshit, and this is gonna be good because we're literally gonna get everything yep. and then go into a Monday where we're like, oh. yes, <laughs> whole new fresh start now. Yes. Um, speaking of bullshit, uh, we can get started, uh, with our first segment of the day, uh, Hot Top Me Off. Um, I believe, no, so I'll go ahead and intro this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about Astroworld. So, this was, I think, last... This is, all, this is we're only about a week out. Yeah. We're so only a week out. This was, it, yeah. last week, what was it? Last Saturday? Yes. Last Sunday? Last Saturday or Sunday, yeah, because I was out of town and woke up when I was out of town one of those mornings like, oh, fuck, this just happened. So last weekend, at the time of recording this, um, Travis Scott had um, his Astral World Festival. festival thing for an album that came out three years ago. Um, No, he does it because Astral World was... The amusement park. Right, in the Houston and, thing. Yeah. So right. he does it on like the grounds of the old Astral World. Got you. That was the title of his probably his best album so far. I know I love that. I yeah. love that album. It's of, amazing. That he's put out. But. Yeah. So Astro World like fest happened last weekend and when I woke up, the headline was at the time, I believe it was eight or nine people dead. At Astro World, eight. It's not confirmed nine today. It's confirmed nine today. Yes. She so like just passed away. I woke up like, what the fuck happened? Like what? Because I didn't even know what was going on. And then like reading about all these different things. Um, let's let's start first with before the concert even starts. Let's start at the security check. <laughs> Multiple videos. That's 
you're getting into some deep shit. I didn't think about that at all. Oh, it's go the, ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's the bullshit. Did, the bullshit started before the concert did. Okay. At the security check, when they're like checking IDs, getting VIP passes, da da da. Multiple video accounts of niggas, and when I say niggas in this context, I do mean white males between the age of 13 and 24, because that is Travis Scott's target audience. Um, like storming through the security checks. Oh, they don't give a fuck. Knocking over the barricades, jumping fences, bro. bum rushing the security guard. The poor, the poor black uh, security guard who was like very clearly in his mid 20s and was just there to collect a check was like trying to like keep the peace there. And people are like brushing past this nigga. So it and it was bright middle of the day when yes. that video was 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 taken and recorded. So we start, before the show even starts, y'all are stampeding through the security checks. Y'all are saying, damn all these COVID tests, damn all the VIP tickets. We're going to see our favorite. And so then Travis comes out hours later, like for his set of the tour, of the the little festival or whatever the fuck. And I mean, if you've listened to... Travis Scott's music at all or like ever seen any of his stuff either actually been to any of his concerts or like just watched it on YouTube or whatever he is a hip hop artist through and through however his vibe is very like heavy metal like punk rock like rager thrasher kind of stuff like Nirvana type shit like very Metallica yes you know and so there is a certain amount of like chaos that just sort of comes with the Travis Scott show that you're just like, okay, like people are having fun. I would never go to a Travis Scott show anyways, because I, I don't want to get punched. Definitely not now. Definitely. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So while he's performing, there are multiple people passing out, Mm -hmm. um, collapsing, um, having various different medical issues going on. And in the midst of all this, um, there's not a lot of medical supplies available. I believe there was one team of like medical staff there mm. in total, like a truck's worth of folk, which is like only like four or five people for the whole bitch, right? Okay. Um, like emergency services coming up to try to help people out. You have people shouting from the crowd, like stop the show, stop the show, stop the show. And meanwhile, Travis is, Travis is still up there talking about how he gets goosebumps every night. Yeah. He needs to <laughs> define yeah, whatever the fuck. And even when the emergency vehicles are getting there, there's video evidence of people jumping on the cop cars, the ambulances jumping on them preventing emergency services from exiting the uh, emergency vehicles right. to give people the aid that, they're, that they need. Because keep in mind, there are bodies on the ground right. while Travis is up there performing. Not just the people who, who passed, God bless the dead, but people who just had you know fainted, gotten unconscious, gotten, gotten really hot or dehydrated or whatever the fuck, right? So these things happen. It sounds terrible. Yeah. The, ev- the the videos that I've seen of it, the the accounts that people have 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 spoken on about these about these things for people who who were there firsthand, um, sounds hellish. Honestly, that wasn't even the worst part. The worst part is then, like I think a day or so after, Travis does two things. 
the first thing he does is, is give a IG stories press release. And you know how you feel about those. <sighs> they get my fucking <laughs> they're so impersonable. So the thing that he posted was something to the effect of, you know, my condolences go out to those who were affected. Um, I'm shocked and dismayed. And, you know, I'm working with the families of whoever the black fuck uh, to make sure everybody's okay. And then he gets on Instagram the next day. Um, but this is a video now. And first off, the camera angle, he's got, he's like taking the, the video apology like my uncle like where he's just like looking down at his phone from like an upwards angle with like a weird black and white filter on it. He's rubbing his face the entire time. When, and you and if you know anything about niggas, when niggas rub, <laughs> whenever He's niggas rub their faces, <laughs> whenever niggas rub their faces, you know for a fact that every word, every syllable, every letter of the alphabet coming out of their mouth is a bold faced lie. Use. <laughs> They are being inconsiderate, (laughs) insensitive, and inauthentic. They're lying through their fucking teeth. So he's rubbing his fucking lying nigga ass face, talking about how he's so devastated and his heart just goes out to the family, the whoever the fuck. And I'm watching all this shit like, hang it up, girl. And so with that very long intro... I'm going to throw it to Jack. We might be on this one for a while because I believe we both have many things to say about this. And there's a lot of different aspects of it. So I'm going to throw it to you. Okay. So when I first heard about this, my first thought was, sounds like a normal Travis Scott concert. Does. Anyone can go to Netflix right now and watch the Travis Scott documentary that is on Netflix. The whole documentary is literally him being like, I just like making music. I'm kind of a different dude, but that's really it. And then motherfuckers literally, and like you said, I never thought of it. His audience is very, you're correct. 14 to like 24 year old white boys Yep. that are like, oh, I love rap music, but this isn't normal rap. This is like my rap. Right. You know it's what like I'm saying? Ranger rap. So, which is not to say also that there's anything wrong with liking Travis Scott's music. Yeah, I adore no, I his like music. his music, but I'm just like hearing people passing out and things like that. Like he literally said, "That's how." Like he he likes he has said that. these things. He likes where it's like because it, it's just like a vibe. It's an energy of like you're so fucking like worked up to like the pa- point where you're passing out. Yeah, to me that sounds terrible. I don't want to spend a hundred eighty dollars to go see Travis Scott. And pass out in 20 minutes of him being there. No, I'd never do it. stupid. You know? I'd never do it. I don't want to be in... I like concerts, but prefer. I prefer to be at an outdoor concert than to be stuck in some stadium where I'm... You can't fucking move. No, that doesn't sound fun to me. Absolutely. Um... It, it's bad. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What's no, no, no. Go, go, go. It's bad that these, these kids lost their lives because that's not... That's not what I'm like trying to say. But what I am saying is... Um... I think Travis Scott has got a lot of blame for things that honestly it's out of his control. He's not yeah. he's not like can stand on the stage and be like, "Hey, somebody passed out. I'm going to stop singing." That's I, I'm sorry, it's not his job. He now he could now he could be like, "Hey, y'all like calm down, calm down. Like somebody's down." Like he could do that. Right. But everyone's been like, "Oh, he was perform all the fucking 
Christians that are on Facebook being like, he was performing the devil's work and he wouldn't stop his song. Y'all are the same motherfuckers that Monday through Saturday are listening to Nirvana mm-hmm. talking about how fucking great they were right. when they literally would be at their shows and people would be passing out On the same and time. they would be punching motherfuckers. Don't come for Travis Scott and be like, yeah. he's this devil worshiper yeah. and he could have stopped performing. This motherfucker is an entertainer. Yeah. He's not there. And I'm sure in the fine print of your little ticket that you bought, it says we We're are not, not liable, liable for X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So all of the people on Facebook saying, cancel him get the fuck out of here you literally listen to rock music and all that other bullshit right that no one fucking likes <laughs> and motherfuckers be doing the same shit now yes people died and that is sad that's tragic i'm not saying that but i'm saying don't come for this dude being like the devil is why these people were sacrificed right. and get the fuck out of here no seriously I, that and what to be fair i haven't actually seen that take but i'm not surprised that it's out there yeah well i you see all these videos i had a guy that i, I wouldn't even say he, we're like friends but he's someone like i knew from back in the alton days got you you know and he's always on he's always dr seuss is a great guy he's that motherfucker that i told remember on oh. our other show yeah he's he's that type of white dude that's I love the football niggas and you, Jack, but all the other ones, right? He <laughs> Those d- not a not a Kaepernick fan uh-huh, at all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so um, but yeah, no, I just I don't think Travis Scott has anything to do with it. Could he have stopped singing? Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not his job to control the crowd. If anything, right. it's the security's job. Mm-hmm. It's the people who are there. If you're old enough to buy a ticket and walk in, you should be old enough to know, I don't feel too good. Maybe I should take a break. Yeah. Maybe I should walk my head. And they didn't want to do it. Yeah. If you noticed, I saw pictures of everyone who had passed, right? Mm. Guess who wasn't in none of them pictures? Negroes. Because niggas know when something's off, get the fuck out. Why the fuck are you going to keep pushing yourself? That's stupid as hell. That's like me going to the gym with no food in my stomach and no water and thinking I can do a two-hour workout. Mm. The bar will crush me. (laughs) It's stupid. Half of this, you have to hold the performer accountable slightly. Mostly, this is on the person. I know at 14 years old, when I was 14, I knew, oh, I'm getting a little hot to sit my black ass down. Right, right. Okay, so... I agree with a lot of things. I don't agree with a lot of things, um, which is fine. That's why we have a show. Um, let me hear it. Come on. So <laughs> first off, let me say that I do not believe that the responsibility of the fatalities and all the casualties and stuff that happened at Astro World Fest are on any one person or entity over another. However, um, it's really not that goddamn goddamn hard to just like pause the music for like two seconds. Like you're, it's not like he was a part of like a set for a concert that he didn't own. Like it's it was his shit anyway. So he could have stopped it at any point in time. I've actually in the Astro World documentary, which is on Netflix, it's a phenomenal it's really documentary. Good. This is the second time this has happened at, at one of his shows where someone either has died or is like had had several people been rushed to rushed by the paramedics off the premises or whatever the fuck. And in the doc, he does stop the show entirely, entirely because someone was like having a seizure or something or or other. Someone had passed out in front of him 
and he stopped the whole show, mm-hmm. made everybody be quiet, and was like, "Hey, y'all need to little y'all need to kite him back there to where the paramedics are so that he can be okay." So I've seen him do the responsible thing before. So I'm not really about to sit up here and be like, he couldn't have done anything. He could have. It's not that fucking hard. Ha- but have you seen all the video? Because I don't think all... Have you seen all of it? Because I haven't seen... Oh, uh, the, because the doc the, on Netflix? Or? No, of the actual Astroworld the most recently. Because I saw only video for about two, three days of him performing and people just laying on the ground and stuff like that. But recently... I haven't seen all of it. Yes, no. recently I've seen video where he was. He did say, hey, like... Help them out, like he and he stopped. Right. The thing is, I think a lot of people were so far in back the back, yeah. That it's that's for anyone. It's going to be hard for them to stop and for yeah. them to hear the crowd saying "stop the show." Well, and abs- that that's why I'm saying it. It can't possibly be on, like all on Travis. I I don't think right. it's fair to put all the things on him. But in terms of, I think his minimal his responsibility for it. Number one, like we said. um, he fosters an environment of rage and chaos. Right. And to be honest with you, he can be held responsible for that. It, like, and my whole thing is, if you're, if I've literally watched him say out of his mouth, I'm okay with niggas punching each other at, in their face, in each other's faces at, at my shows. Is that him saying it or is that lyrics? No, that's him saying it. Like, oh, okay. that's I, him. I've never heard it. That's, that's him literally being like, I'm cool. Like, I, I want them. That's how my fans express themselves. And I'm, I'm cool with that. So, as someone who, like, I've been watching his stuff for a while now, and I'm like, yeah, like, this is, this, yes, it was a very prototypical Travis Scott experience. I'm not saying that that, that necessarily that it was irregular, but also, nine niggas don't die at his shows every time he has a show. So, like, something went wrong here. Now, I'm going to get off Travis now because, like I said, there are other people that I feel like also should be responsible. I'm not faulting the people who passed, and I'm also not faulting the people who got injured. I am faulting the people who were there, who were blocking emergency vehicles, yeah, who were stampeding through the security checks, stomping over people. I am going to get on the people who in the crowd were allegedly injecting people with various narcotic drugs. Now, yeah, that came back false. Did it? Yeah. Okay, cool. I heard cool. that on the, uh, one of the morning shows earlier this week. Gotcha. They had an actual um, officer, and he said that was completely false. I'm glad that didn't happen. So none of that happened. He was just basically saying a lot of the stuff that was coming out was not true. Got you. So I am, I am going to hold the people in the crowds responsible who were preventing certain things from taking place, preventing medical officials from getting to the people who they needed to get to, preventing em- emergency vehicles from even opening the, opening their goddamn driver and passenger doors. Um, I'm also going to put it on the fucking tour managers and whoever books these things or whatever because I continue to tell you, Nick Noggs, as much as you people in this country like to believe that we are just out of a pandemic, I gotta tell you, as somebody <laughs> as somebody who works in a hot spot, it, it's not over, it's girl. Texas, though, man. So like y'all hosting these like super spreader events for again, like I know the festival takes place every year or whatever, but no shade, girls. Like you can go listen to Goosebumps at home on Spotify. On Spotify. 
with the with the volume on absolute maximum and you can jump around in your own house and drink ice water right um it it was it wasn't necessary to me and i hate that that's a good point i i really that was my that's first immediate a, yeah, thought that's a really like, good point why were y'all hosting an event that he, uh holds this many people in the first goddamn black ass motherfucking uh, motherfucking place like fair. It, that's fair you put everybody at risk now when i say you i don't I don't exclusively mean Travis Scott because it's not like he's an independent artist. Uh, he gets his things booked. He has tour managers and event planners and different things like that. There are people who on an administrative level, on an executive level, should be held responsible for at least some of the things that happened at the show. Not least of which being the fact that y'all hosted. How many people were at the show? Do we know? Oh, I don't know for sure how many. God, I wish I, I wish I knew. I know that it, it was, was a shit ton. I know it was a fucking lot of people, and I know that there really should not have been that many people in the same space uh, at the same time. Considering that we are still like Delta variant and all of her line sisters are out this motherfucker. Stop it. That's what it is like. She's got COVID has line sisters. That's what that's exactly what that's exactly what's going on. So Delta variant, Gamma, Sigma, Phi variant, all these different things going on. And her line sister. No shade. Like <laughs> I didn't see none of you honky tonks wearing a mask out there either. Go for it. And so I I just I question a lot of things about who is trying to keep these people safe. Mm-hmm. The the un, the unfortunate thing is, all of these people who I believe are responsible, and Travis is going to take the brunt of this. He is going well, to be the face comes of down, yeah. And what it comes down to is, all these families are all you know filing these lawsuits. And the thing is, it sucks because people mm-hmm. say, "Oh my, you know, my kid passed from this concert. I don't know how I'll I'll be able to live without him." But I think you know four million dollars would help. <laughs> The fuck? If I died, I honestly think that's the last thing that my family would be thinking about. Is, well, how much money can we get off this shit? Yeah. <laughs> so that's literally, and that's the thing. Like, when you think about it, Travis Scott's, he's not going to go to jail for this. No. He's not going to, mm-hmm. you know, not make music anymore. What they're going to do is they're going to attack his pockets. I think he'll lose a couple lawsuits. I think he will. Right. But it's going to be that he'll have to pay the families yeah. for, you know, grievance and all that type of shit. And it's going to be a big bag. But yeah. that's what that's what they hear. They're like, oh, you went to this concert, but it's, oh, shit. Like, I, to me, when you're filing all these lawsuits, like, to do it that quickly, you care about your family member? Yeah. But it seems to me that you see an opportunity. Americans are fucking opportunists. That's true. That's Our, true. You, If anything happens anywhere, the first thing is sue. And you don't even know a fucking lawyer. You just know that you have this. Yeah, I mean, we, had, we had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah. <laughs> nigga, we, nigga, <laughs> nigga, <laughs> you stupid. Nigga, 
<laughs> niggas who who don't have enough money for cocoa butter somehow <laughs> think they have enough money for a lawsuit. For a lo- yeah, for yeah. A <laughs> oh damn. Um, <laughs> if you know what we're talking about, then you know. But um, sh- I guess we got to shout out our, our our fellow co-host on that show who who did have enough money for cocoa butter. Okay. Hello. <laughs> okay. We- Elbows greased. <laughs> God, uh, but no, I think I think all this is it's unfortunate, but I think these families now are seeing an opportunity, and it's unfortunate. So you don't think you would try to get like you don't like the money's not going to bring my my family member back? No, I me personally, I no, I don't. I I think if a cop shot me, because that shit is. <laughs> Hella like that's a tangible yeah. possibility for if us. that was to happen. I really do not think that my mom would be like, "Well, we can get a couple million out of this." I know, like, mm. that's not gonna bring the person back. If any, like, money is so just. I think people are so like money minded and not in the good way of just like, I can get some money off this. We can we could add this part to the house that we want to do. We could, you know, it's never anything that would benefit the person that passed it's like mm-hmm. it's like you take that money and make a charity for them or do a nice funeral like none of that sh- no no i i actually i i think that's super interesting because you said something that i really agree with which is that like our society is we're it's an incredibly capitalistic society and yes. so the main thing that we try to do when people like get in trouble or whatever the fuck is like hit their pockets which is like sometimes i'm like oh okay you know whatever but it it is interesting like that that is always the most that people can do right because that's it's not like like travis can say he's he's sorry a thousand times i mean he's 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 said it enough he's he's but the responses have been shitty i i will say that like it's been yeah it's felt incredibly like impersonal to me i saw the one on instagram that was literally just like lines of like words and Mm -hmm. i'm like just saying blah 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 right and drake did one too we don't really gotta talk about him but he did one too and it's like to me it's just like it's i just don't here's what i think he he should probably tangibly do like besides the whole money tip. He's already saying he's gonna he's gonna pay for all the funeral funeral expenses, right? Which is already bags. Okay, mm-hmm. he's already said he's completely cooperating with all law enforcement, all legal, and I believe that, which is good because the dude knows that all that's not all that's gonna happen. Like these people lost their lives. I'm not trying to negate that but what i'm saying is the main part now is that travis scott is about to have his pockets ran Mm -hmm. and that's really it and that that kind of is the issue for me is that that's the extent of it like that we like we view suing somebody's like the end all be all when for for me like i would really want to see travis look at his team have a conversation with his team and be like how can we as a collective Mm -hmm. ensure that this does not happen ever ever again shit as much as i hate them motherfuckers he might want to put his mother-in-law in in charge of his shit down like to be for real it's not about damage control for me because that all this stuff like the the ig press releases and all this like that's damage control that's pr stuff that he was told to do 
I'm interested. That he honestly, I, I, I a lot of the time feel like when people post, post those, it's their team posting it for them. It's rubbing your face on Instagram like a nigga yeah. and lying. It feels disingenuous. I'm more interested in like damage reduction. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we go about making sure that if we have another Astro World Fest ever again, that we don't have casualties? Yeah. We don't have all these people passing out. How how can I divvy up more money so that we get more medical uh, staff on Maybe site? have a little bit more, you know, areas blocked off, you know, actual like roads. Sections. And yes, in between people, like it shouldn't just be a big field and then you fill it up. Let's We're get not a in smaller 1960s venue. Sixties no more. Absolutely. This Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's try to make sure, okay, we, we have these these medical things set in place and Let's make sure that because you go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, some of the videos that I were that I was seeing, which were more disturbing to me than like people chanting "Stop the show, stop the show, stop the show," because you, if you're up there, you never really know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. But I did see a couple videos of uh, like people in the crowd like tapping production assistants, people tapping tech crew, and being like, "Hey, we have these people over here who are passed out or they need assistance," and getting shooed off and ignored, like. I believe those are the things that I want to see change. tangibly addressed. He needs to change his whole team. He needs it needs to be switched up. It's yeah. not about for me like like sue the nigga. I don't care. It's because I you're never gonna get me to feel bad about a rich person losing some money. I don't give a fuck because well, his shit's still streaming. Like it's it, not. He's not losing any money, guys. Yeah. That's we. I try to I try to tell you all about this whole cancellation thing every every yeah. goddamn week. It's not. It's not gonna happen. Like, I, listen, I listen to Goosebumps on Friday. It, it, because there's nothing that's gonna happen to his to his money that he can't immediately replenish. He's got Correct. business deals and shit, girl. And like, no shade. He's came inside a Kardashian twice now. That's dollar that bills. Gonna be all right. That's dollar bills. Like he'll be all right. So whatever money Travis Scott loses, to be honest with you, oh the fuck, black ass. Well, you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, what I want to see from him is how. How can we change what we are doing yeah. to address the needs of the people and to make sure that I don't have bodies strewn about while I'm up there performing sicko mode? <laughs> you know, so that's that's really all that I have for him. I I do just want to say like condolences out to the families who yeah absolutely who, who lost loved ones. Um, I'm gonna bleep this out so I can say it to you. Um, one of the people who died at Astro World Fest went to SIUC. Yeah, which is where my partner works. Right, and he works in student affairs. Mm-hmm. So he was very aware that that shit happened. He was like, "Oh, because that was one of our own people who died." Right. So, like, God, God bless the dead. Uh, and God bless everybody who like also made it out without you know any loss or or anything like that. Um, and just just prayerfully, we get to see better from from concert from concerts in general because yeah, there there the was venues. this was a preventable incident for sure. Very much so. So now we're gonna move to our broken bottle, broken record segment. Well, no, we gotta go do garnish. Oh, are we doing garnish first? Oh, oh, I thought we did them in order. I thought the garnish always went last. That works. But I also am fine if you want to do garnish next. No, no. I don't we, give a shit. No, let's do broken bottle. Because that one will be quick. 
Okay. <laughs> it, <laughs> at least on my part. Y'all gonna so, laugh at this shit. So, um, <laughs> I really like Broken Bottle, Broken Record because it can go different different places. It can be music related. It can be album review related. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to do more album reviews on the show. But I also know that the music that Jack and I listen to on a daily basis is probably vastly different and only overlaps in like three or four places. But that doesn't mean (laughs) that I don't want him to like venture out and like listen to things that he doesn't normally listen to. So I was like, you know, Summer Walker's album, Still Over It, uh, came out pretty recently. Like maybe we could talk about that one. Now, Jack is a straight person. I... (laughs) I really knew what I was asking of him when I asked it. Um, And I had a good guess as to how he was going to respond to the request and the album at large. But we have both listened to Summer Walker's uh, new album, Still Over It, uh, to the extent that we both have solidified uh, opinions about it. Um, I feel in my bones... And in my spleen that we have different views on the album, <laughs> vastly, I would go ahead and say. I really don't care who goes first. Oh, I want you to go first. Okay. <laughs> but I want to hear what you think. So Jack wants me to knock it, wants me to build it up so that he can knock it down <laughs> later on. So let me just say first off, I believe that Summer Walker is a dodo bird. Um, she is one of the dumbest musicians I have ever experienced in my life. I did not see it going right She is stupid. She says dumb horseshit ass things. (laughs) She's been feeding her infant child like honey and flaxseed straight out the puss. Which she she makes... I didn't (laughs) think you were going to say that. I need to foundationalize this in my (laughs) thoughts about Summer Walker. I, A think that she's a dumb person and i also b think that her first album sucks <laughs> in a way that you girls did a lot about over it like when her first album came out and she was wearing that ghetto ass banji ass bandana on her head and it was a whole like 90s aesthetic thing going on in the cover but the beats were giving london on the track um, and you girls went up for that. And I was sitting back in my home like, oh, she's really pretty. Like, she's really pretty. Great gowns. Beautiful gowns. But she, that first album sucked. She can't perform live for anything. She looks sleepy when she's up on stage. And so I went into this album not expecting shit. I was like, This is going to give lullaby music again. I'm really not going to be blown away or impressed. But I cut it on anyway because I wanted to hear her her talk shit about her whole ass ex nigga. I just wanted, I wanted, (laughs) I'm nosy. And so I wanted to be in her business. So I cut it on. And I got to say, man, as a nigga who don't like Summer Walker or most of her earlier work, I was really into this fucking album. Like, it's definitely her best that I've heard. Um, I like the sort of fusion between like modern R&B where it's like the Bryson Tiller, like 808s, like mm. boom, boom, kick type stuff. But then it's a fusion of that with the sort of older R&B, like Mary J. Blige and shit like that, where she's just speaking very directly towards 
her life experiences. She's not really holding any punches about anything. And we get a very, we get a very honest uh, view, uh, like of her viewpoint about the things that transpire between her and her baby's father. And also like uh, how the general populace reacted to that whole situation. Um, And I, I will say that I enjoy Summer Walker's voice a whole lot. I think she's a great singer. Um, I think that her beat selection on this album was fucking immaculate. I was really impressed by all the vocal layering, all the harmonies and shit. Um, It was honestly probably my favorite. Oh, wow. Is this my favorite R&B album of this year? I think it might be. I think it really might be. And like, you got to understand, I don't like her. So I didn't want to like the album at all. You have to I you have to understand that for me is that I cannot stand her most of the goddamn time. But she she showed up and she showed the fuck out. And I was just really fucking impressed. That's really all that I have for the doll. Now we'll probably talk about it in two more seconds after Jack. <laughs> <laughs> After Jack gives uh, his thoughts. Yeah. But that's all that I have. So, like Dakri was saying, um, our music styles are extremely different, but they do overlap sometimes. Um, they do not overlap in the case of the Summer Walker <laughs> album. Um, so, Dakri asked me in like a mid-afternoon during the week to listen to this. To my response was, I believe, something along the lines of, you know what I'm going to think of this before I even listen to it. Yep. But okay. So I gave it a listen. Mm. Um, And all I came to the conclusion of was that um, Summer Walker needs a hug. Oh my God. Okay. Because whoever did whatever they did to her. She needs a hug for that. Like, I feel like her mama ain't around. Oh, my God. Like, her, like she don't got nobody to talk to because this was just beats and sadness is what I got. I was sitting there just like, was. dude, like, does she not have somebody to talk to? Like, like why are not these other R&B girls not embracing her? Like, <laughs> tell her it's okay. I felt like very just... As a nigga, I was like, this is not for me, obviously. (laughs) But secondly, I was just like, I feel bad for this girl. Like, there were some songs that were okay, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of, I felt like I was listening to a girl version of the the baby where it's the same song over and over. This is so funny. Um, and I like, you know, Girls Need Love too. I like that song. That's a good one. No, but, it's a great song. Yeah. But this album for me, in the words of Daiquiri, um, mid <laughs> as fuck, <laughs> in my opinion. Now, I've been seeing all of the like, you know, all the like my female friends and like people on Twitter. And black women love this. Black album. girls love this shit. And I know we are going to get dragged by at least two of our friends. Oh, well, you for will. This review. You will. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, already said that I like the album. So. <laughs> I know we'll get dragged and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I gave it a solid listen. I went in with a very open ear. And yeah, it's a it's very mid. Do you have any favorites from the album? 
Any tracks that just stick out in your mind? Um, I listened to it one time. Okay. So no. So probably not then. Um. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. I mean, literally the songs on here are just like constant bullshit. Mm-hmm. Switch a nigga out. I love that song. Unloyal. Love it. Toxic. <laughs> Screwing. Broken promises. Like, come on. This is the most like. I, it's and so I've literally direct. seen girls on like Twitter being like, this album is toxic as fuck and I love it. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know. Summer Summer Walker is really interesting to me because she really kind she of. She makes music for girls that'll be like, oh, I'm not that cute, but know they're cute. She makes music for girls who still use the word toxic all the time. Like, (laughs) Summer Walker makes music for girls whose personality trait is, like, bad communication skills. (laughs) Um, Just, like, never telling anybody how they actually feel. Right. Um, It is very unhealthy music. Like, I'm not saying that you should take any of the advice that is is laid out in these uh, 20 tracks. Um, except for maybe Sierra's prayer at the end of it, in which Sierra yeah, that was cool. Sierra is praying to God <laughs> that to, was cool to send her some good ass nigga. And I mean, I'm sure God answered her prayers because she'd be up in church praying with that. What's that man's name? Who she married? Russell to? Wilson. I love him. <laughs> yeah, he is just the most Christian ass nigga, and I know he's treating her well, and I know it's big, and so <laughs> I'm really happy for Sierra. <laughs> I feel that it is girthy and heavy, but listen, like. As as someone like I can't identify with any of the stuff that's in her that's in this album. I can't. Me, I think that's where. I, yeah, that's probably why I was like it's mid because I don't. And all don't, of my friends are women. Yeah, so I can't really be like, oh, I feel that. You know, I have. There's nothing on this album at all that I can relate to. Um, I made the joke to my friend like maybe the day or so before it came out, maybe the day day after it came out, I was like, I'm going to break up with my nigga just, just so I can feel what it is that she's <laughs> feeling in, in these songs or whatever, because I, A, do not feel this way about the relationship that I'm in. Right. And I, B, honestly, I never felt like this about any relationship that I was ever in, ever been in before. I've never felt like there were broken promises and that I was bitter. Like, I, I never really had any of that stuff so there's nothing that i that i can wholeheartedly agree with but what i enjoy seeing women do is talk shit on songs i adore a shit talking ass song that's why i like megan the stallion so much that's why i still like cardi b's bird ass fucking ratchet ass music (laughs) and like there the songs on here so like for me my actual favorite so um i like no love featuring SZA. Constant bullshit is great. Switch a nigga out and unloyal. They're the fucking amazing tracks to me. Um, also, uh, screwing is great, and the one where she's talking shit about uh, London on the tracks, uh, mother. Um, the whole thing is with a lot of these songs. It's my complaint about Summer Walker in general. Um, it's it's what I've always been going back and forth with you girls about Summer Walker's music. About I talked to Erica about this, like when when her first album came out. Mm-hmm. It's like it is all of the same. 
It is. This is twenty songs worth of the same shit. Largely the same song. Yeah. Yes, it sounds good. Like I'm not gonna argue that it does. I because I like the fucking album. Matter of fact, the second we're done recording and I get in this car to go to my mom's house, I'm gonna listen to this album again because I really really enjoy it. But it is very much in this genre of music that's like trap R and B, where it's like hashtag vibes. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? With like. A Z. Yes, <laughs> it's hashtag vibes with like the little wavy, like squiggly line symbol. Um, and it's like, it's music that I believe is best listened to when you're not actually paying attention to what is being said. Okay. Like, it's very like the music is on and I'm at work doing XYZ or the mm. music is on and I'm studying for whatever, because it, it's not like it's not necessarily like Summer Walker is like writing this this huge overarching story about whatever now i might listen to the album more and more and like read the lyrics and see that that she's really got some like narrative structure here i know the album was like alleged like at the beginning it's like narrated by cardi b it's what it says in the, in the track list or whatever um and it's not to say that i don't get the themes in the album like it's a it's a cohesive project but it does sound quite the same and so i feel like it, it's either if you like the music, you're gonna like all the al- all all the songs on the album, or if you just you're are like cool on some of the songs, you can listen to one or two and you can get the whole vibe of the literal entire album. Because mm-hmm. she's only talking about how niggas either are not shit, or she's talking about how she's about to get her pussy ate. Like it's really just one of those two things. Um, so. <laughs> So not not at all surprised by by Jack's uh, <laughs> review of the Summer Walker yeah. album, and it's also not to say like I I want anybody listening to this show to go and check it out for themselves, and we'll do a fun thing. Fucking if you listen to the show and if you're around when the episode comes out, DM us at uh, on our fucking Instagram page. Yeah. Let us know what you thought about the album. We want to hear from communicate you guys. with us, man. Yeah, we we want to hear from you guys. Fuck it, like I mean, I checked the stats on the episodes. I know twenty five of you girls listen every week, so one of you twenty five <laughs> hit us up, girl. What did you think? What were your favorite tracks? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Twenty five is a lot. No, I, I fuck with it. That's I, what's up. I fuck with it. And, it, and it's consistent. Like we yeah. have the same. We have a, we have a fan base. That's what's up. Um, so now we will move to our second to last segment of the episode, our garnish. And Jack is going to take this one. Yeah. So I was sitting at home one night and, you know, just thinking of ideas for the show. And I came with the idea of wanting to see for our listeners and for Daiquiri, how you associate, um, certain flags with certain movements. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, my big thing was when I see the police flag, mm-hmm. the Blue, Blue Lives, Lives Matter, Matter flag, I instantly associate that with the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. the the South Will Rise flag. Um, to me, it's very interesting that in... I won't even say our area, but in you literally just drive over to Illinois and you will see huge changes of support for police officers and love for the cops and all this stuff. Yep. Personally, I find that very weird. 
Yeah. Um, that there are certain people that literally may not know a cop, never have had to call a cop, but they have a flag in their yard or a sign that says back the blue or I was just... blue lives matter. That to me is weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I dislike cops. I don't think they're necessary. Personally, I don't think we need as many as we have. Um, I mean, I can tell a story. Last night, I'm coming back from the bar and a Karen on my street called the cops. Yes, it was a Karen. She was out there in her robe watching the cops. There's a car with a young Negro man in the car. Mm. Loud music is playing. So Karen gets on her cellular device at 12 o'clock at night, Karen, and calls the cops. So cops show up. We pull up. And my shorty, she's nosy. So she's like, let's watch. And I was like, no, we need to go in the house. And then I was like, well, we need to make sure this brother's all right. Down. So we watched for about 25 minutes. And these cops are just talking to this guy. You know, he pulled. They're like, put the window down. Put the window down. All smoke. So they're hot boxing the car. Of course. It's fine. Right. Um. Karen didn't need to call the cops, um, but she did. And she's standing there the whole time. The cops are talking to this guy. He's like breaking down. You know, he was crying because he's like, I, I couldn't hear what he's saying. But it's like, bro, like I'm not doing shit. I'm mm-hmm. literally sitting here smoking, like listening to music. Like, yeah, our music's loud, but it's also midnight. Karen, I'm, I'm in so- my car. Thank you. It's a public street. Um, so here's a side note to Karen. First off, all of our houses are the exact same your bedroom is in the back of your house. I know it is because I live in the same type of house. <laughs> so with that being said, Karen, you can't hear what's going on the street from your bedroom. Karen was walking around probably getting a warm glass of milk, <laughs> right? And saw the car that isn't normally parked there right. and thought to get on her cellular device and call the cops. First off, we live in St. Louis. The cops here don't do shit. No. So it probably took them an hour to show up. So Karen <laughs> called them before 12, Okay. Then they show up, two cars deep of cops, right? <laughs> and Karen is right next to her mailbox being like in her robe. Minding somebody else's business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So eventually Karen goes inside because her robe is not keeping her warm enough, right? <laughs> the cops are talking to this guy and they let him go. No no arrests, no nothing. They didn't put him in handcuffs ever. They talk to him. They're like, just, you know, you got to go somewhere else and do it. They're like, okay. So they let him go. But my, my thing about this topic is why do we have people that are so engulfed in a job, okay? Yeah. We don't have, you know, signs that say all McDonald's workers matter. Come on now. <laughs> we Come don't on. have Come on. signs that say all pastors matter. Right. Or we don't have this weird infatuation with backing the fucking construction workers. Right. Why do we associate... Why do we have this infatuation with cops? And why do we associate them with the Confederate flag? Right. That's what I am asking you. Because okay. to me, as, as a black man, and I'm sure most black men feel the same way, and I think most black people probably feel the same. Sure. But I'm literally sitting in the crib, and there's like a story about a cop, and I'm like, okay. And everybody's like, you know, we back the blue. We're, we're real pr-. And I'm like... This motherfucker chose a job. Like, he made a choice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to do a job. Mm-hmm. He picked a job knowingly that this nigga might get smoked. That's, job that is girl. in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Indeed.com. <laughs> right. So I'm not, 
I just want to see how you feel because when I when you travel to the South, you see those flags. Sure. But you also a lot of times will see both of them in the same yard. Right. So how do you how do you feel? Okay. So let me start off by saying I dislike cops like aggressively. Yeah. In addition to the fact that I believe they are unnecessary, I fucking hate cops. Um, that's number one. Number two, I have a very tangible, very real, very historical reason as to why cops are associated with white supremacist movements. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when the police first got started, like in the United States as a force, as a union, um, they were constructed only for slave patrol. Correct. The police force in this United States was constructed initially to only be about catching runaway slaves and returning them to their masters. So you look at the little star that's on like cop badges or whatever the fuck. um, It's the same star that was on the slave patrol badges back in the day, 200 some odd years ago. Right. So when you think about how it started and then. You think about, oh God, I, I hate to give a, a history lesson, but I am an educator. Yeah, um, we think about now the 13th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, in which it states that slavery shall be illegal except in the case of um, punishment for a, 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 a crime, right? Which br- loosely translates to slavery is illegal except if you commit a crime and go to jail, which would then tell you that everybody who is in prison is technically, constitutionally speaking, a slave, right? Now we start to think about the fact that the crimes, uh, we start to think about that black communities and then in parentheses and in smaller print, brown communities are policed a lot more heavily than white communities are. Um, They're higher sentencing for um crimes that black people commit whether uh, uh, um, versus the ones that white people commit. Um, the crack epidemic was another one of those instances where, I mean, white people were snorting coke and it was fine, but as soon as niggas start cooking crack in their, in their mama's kitchen, now we're giving them 20, 40, 50 years for like a dime bag of crack. And I'm not saying it's like, you know, the best thing to do crack in the world, but like there are worse things, right? So... And then there was a study, I believe, taken in 2015 that um, was basically tracking the amount of literal Ku Klux Klan members who were in the police force. Come on now. And so for me, it's not even on some conspiracy shit. It is the easiest no brainer in the world. I'm like cops, as far as I am concerned, and this is if you're white or black. I don't give a fuck. If you're a cop, you still chose that job. Thank you. You still put the uniform on. You are still upholding that same legacy of violence and white supremacy that your white coworkers are doing, right? So for me, when I look at cops, it's a no-brainer. I'm like, oh, cops are white supremacists. If they're not directly white supremacists, they are at the very least upholding the concept of white supremacy. And so whenever I and and then okay, so let's discuss the Blue Lives Matter thing. First off, anything that was like insert thing lives matter that came out post black lives matter movement. It was a reactionary piece. 
that you were reacting to to this actual movement with tangible organization, with tangible funding, with tangible fucking like marketing and exposure and things like that. And you were simply saying, I don't like this movement. I'm going to say this thing, not as a counter movement, but as a counter statement. Right. Black lives matter in a way that blue lives do not, because I'm going to say this right now. Blue lives do not matter. And those blue lives don't exist. Blue lives don't exist. This means you girls, if there's any of the 25 of you listening to the show who, oh, well, my uncle is a cop. Yes, your porky pig ass uncle <laughs> is involved in what I'm talking about. Your cop ass uncle, who is a cop, does not matter as a policeman to me. Here's the reason why. I wake up every day. And I go to sleep every day. I beat my dick every day. And when I do these things, I'm black. There is not a moment where I have to zip up a jacket or put on a hat or wear a certain thing. I'm black today and forever. And every second of every day, I'm black. I don't get a choice here. It wasn't something that I said that I, I went on Indeed for and I put out an application and I went to Black Academy and learn how to be a fucking Negro. I just was right. fresh out the puss, right? You girls, you porky pig ass girls, you logged in for a job. This is your, that's your nine to five. Right. Your life matters to me insofar as you are a worker in a worker system, but also I can't feel bad for you as a worker if the job that you do is slave capture. <laughs> I can't possibly feel bad for you, especially when I know part of the job description is, hey, my nigga, you might get popped on. You might get fired on. That might be the T for you. And so it like I don't feel bad for McDonald's employees if if grease, if hot grease touches the back of their hand. It's sort of part of it comes the with the territory. It's the job description, my mind. Like it's what it is. And so you're not going to get me to feel bad for cops. This is going to sound terrible. I'm going to say it anyway. You're not going to get me to feel bad for cops who die, for cops who get shot while they're clocked in. Because, A, that's the job description. B, if we were to pile all of the bodies of dead policemen next to the piles of black and brown people who were killed by policemen, it's giving anthill versus Mount Everest. And so, and, and, and by the way, uh, the black people didn't sign up to get shot by the cops because no. we were just black when we stepped outside. You signed up no shade to get shot. That's part of it. So I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. And the other reason why I associate it, why I associate the Blue Lives Matter flag so heavily with the Confederate flag is because oftentimes when you see the blue flag, whenever you see the Blue Lives Matter flag, mm -hmm. you almost always see it placed right next to a Confederate flag. Yes. As though they're literally telling you, hey, this is what we believe in. They're associating the, the shit for you. And also, this is tangential, the fucking Confederate flag grows. Can we, can we have a conversation like... Can you you can be honest with me? 
when you talk to me about how the Confederate flag has nothing to do with racism and it's all about states' rights, my question to you is, states' rights to do what? Freedom to do what? Because if you want to talk to me about economy and land ownership, I'm going to tell you right the fuck now that the U.S. chattel slave system was set up in such a way where the economy and slavery were tied together tightly. Slavery was one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, why the economy in this country got so fucking popping for so goddamn long because we were exploiting people for centuries. And so do not talk to me about uh, Confederate flag is it's about Southern pride, Southern pride, Southern pride in what girl, right? Because it, you can't convince me, convince me that the answer is anything other than states rights to own slaves or Southern pride in having owned slaves. And if we're really going to get into it, girls, the same people who have, who fly the Confederate flags are the same people who talk to me about how people should respect the United States. They should respect the United States flag and all these different things. And I'm like, my nigga, you are flying a flag for a country. Cause I, mean, I suppose it was a country at, uh, for a short time. You were flying a flag for a country who was literally set up to be in opposition to the United States. Yeah. You, and they lost. They lost. By the way, <laughs> you're flying a loser flag, first off. But then you're also flying a flag that is that was in quite literal direct opposition to the United States. So you can't convince me that you give a fuck about your own country if the flag that you're flying is representative of the niggas who hated America so much that they said, no, we want to draw a line right here. We want to keep our fucking slaves and we want to keep our property and you can't have our shit. So, yeah, I, I fucking heavily associate the Blue Lives Matter flag with, with white supremacy. And I don't think that there's any way you can't. I don't think there's any way you can look at the flag and, and, and think any the fuck thing else unless you simply haven't read a book higher than a Dr. Seuss reading level. And those are the same people that were like, Dr. Seuss was a great guy. Down. They, they support Blue Lives Matter. They support the Confederate. And I just, I to me, I think that's, I think it's weird as a country. I think we're like the only country that has such a weird, like, hard on for a fucking flag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's weird. I, do you, everyone remembers elementary through high school Have of having pledge. to do the Pledge of Allegiance? That's weird. Like, looking back now, that shit's weird. I'll, I'll do you one better. Um, do you know what country was also making people pledge allegiance every single day? Uh, North Korea? Nazi Germany. Oh, that's another one. Literal yeah. Nazi Germany made their kids fucking heil to the like Nazi flag or whatever Shit. the fuck and pledge. Yeah, like no. this is a thing that was going on at the time. Yeah. And it's a thing like I'm like America always does this thing where we want to talk about all these other things that other countries are doing. Oh, this country was so bad. Oh, they treated their people so bad. But I'm like everything that y'all say about other folks other countries y'all have done to your own people and worse yeah and 
it it's amazing to me that niggas we have niggas in this country taking pride in other people's jobs you like you you get what the, you get what i mean like <laughs> that's weird it's not even they're not even flying the flags because they're cops and they're proud of it they're flying flags because niggas they don't know right. have this particular job right if you don't fly a mcdonald's flag too girl because mcdonald's has done more for my black ass than the police force ever could have absolutely big Mac's got me through yeah i ne- i never feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking to cops as soon as they get behind me i'm like all right it's gonna go one or two ways i don't call them niggas for shit if something happens to me figure it out because what they're gonna do is what they always do make it worse make it worse or be like well um there's not really much we can do if you want to file a report you can but that's about it so i'm gonna file my report for it to sit in your office for eight months Right, I'm good. It's it's just it, it was just something I thought about, and I was like, this is just, yeah, it's weird. And then you go to like those southern states, and you see it, yeah, you know where it's very much like okay, like we are in Kentucky. This is the kind of time that they're on, yeah. So around here, we can wrap it up. But yeah, I just hey, anybody who's listening to DM us about that. What are your thoughts about that one? That's an interesting. Yeah, we'd one. like I to know. see if other people think. The same about that, because that's a that's yeah. a very interesting topic. Yeah, and and I I will just say sort of in closing for this segment, just from the Jack and Daiquiri show, um, blue lights do not matter because they don't exist. <laughs> and so yeah. with with that, we're gonna move to our very last segment of the day, our on the rim slash sugar or salt segment. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay, so I am going to have. Sugar this week. Good. Because um, ever since I got back from my trip to New York City, I have been a very fashionable nigga. Um, <laughs> we don't have cameras in here right now, but I am dripped from head to toe. Oh my God. In Nike right now. Um, I went to New York and literally everybody had fresh sneakers. Like even the homeless people had nice shoes. So I've kind of become a sneakerhead in the past three weeks i love that um because i'm constantly on the sneakers app i tried to get these one shoes and i did not hit sadly um so i missed out on those but i did just buy two pairs of shoes last week and i tried to buy another pair this week my shorty told me i should probably calm down i told her mind your business (laughs) i know that's (laughs) right you better make your money and be like shh. and i i was like mind your business and I decided on my own not to buy those shoes because a nigga got bills and Nikes can't keep me warm at night. I know that's right. <laughs> um, but when the next paycheck hits, I will be copping some more shit. So I'm happy just because I'm feeling real. I'm feeling real fashionable right now. I think ASAP Rocky would be proud of me. Oh my god! You know? <laughs> like, we were talking about Travis Scott earlier. What do you say? Ch- checks over stripes. That's me yes. for real. You yes. Know? So, yeah. All right, so I am also going to throw sugar on the rim this week. Um, so this is a really quick one. Um, there's a new album out from Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, better known by their group stage name, Silk Sonic. Um, they have a new album out called An Evening with Silk with uh, Silk Sonic. I've been waiting on this album uh, since Leave the Door Open came out. Listen, I know that Bruno Mars is not black and like, you know, he's been basically just making like copycat black music since 
2016. And I know that, like, I'm supposed to be mad at him about it. But no shade, girls. It's good. He plays a black person real, real well. Like, when he's, like, doing the, like, musical blackface thing, it works. <laughs> it works well for him. And no shade. I like, I love Anderson Pack. I always have. I think that they're two really, really talented people. Um, I believe that Silk Sonic's album is just short enough to where they, they don't overstay their welcome. It's a quick nine songs, uh, the first of which I'm actually going to delete while we're sitting here <laughs> talking now because it's just an intro, so it doesn't matter. So the core album is eight songs, 30 minutes long, and it's just a cute time. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of album where, you know, when I'm 40 and I'm at a barbecue or whatever and the song comes on and, like, I get to be like, oh, you don't know nothing about this young blood. You don't know nothing about this young music here. <laughs> like, it's old school sounding shit for a new a new population. And and as someone who, like, I enjoy pop music. I enjoy, R and, enjoy R&B music. I really can appreciate that Bruno and Pac have stepped out and they've done something that's against the grain. And they've done something that doesn't go with the, like, current popular sound so if you guys have time uh throughout the week and if you haven't already done so please check it out it's called an evening with silk sonic um it is by uh like i said the group they go by silk sonic um and it is everywhere you can possibly stream music it's a good time and it's a fun time and with that uh we are going to wrap up this week's episode of the jack and daiquiri show the lights are coming up. The bar is closing and we do have to go home, but we appreciate that you guys have come back with us for another episode of the Jack and Daiquiri show. If you come back next week, we promise we'll have more rounds. Have a, good, a great week and we'll see you guys next time.